What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. This is your uh, Pro Wrestling Week interview. Thank you for listening. If you found us on the interwebs, Google us at the EKF Podcast. We'll show up on your favorite podcast catcher. We'll show up on your social media. We'll show up on the unemployment line with all the rest of the wrestlers that got let go today. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about that starting off. We got Lance here. We got Justin not saying a word in the wings with his Technicolor dream coat behind him. And then Brock and myself and Donald who will be talking about wrestling. Yeah. So let's do this. So, yeah, we had sort of some layout of a show of things we were going to talk about, but... This news sort of broke while we were at the movie seeing Eternals tonight. Um, tonight was another, like, Red Thursday in the WWE. Like, people had said they weren't done this year with more cuts, but these are, again, budget cuts, which no. is fucking bullshit. With their because, record multi-billion dollar revenue year. Because I just saw an article that said they had, a like, a banger of a year and their and – their profits are so up. I mean, they just had, you know, pay a payday from Saudi Arabia and all that stuff. But, you know, they're still making budget cuts because, you know, the big man's probably can't eat, I guess. Yeah. They don't have enough money. So right off the bat, Nia Jax gone. Wow. She she was they they fake hurt her to get her off because I think she was getting some sort of surgery done. She had some stuff, but she's, you know, a Noah family rocks cousin like Tamina's still there, but Nia Jax got cut. Like I'm shocked by well, that one. It, it, it's between the two of them. I'll just say this: Tamina never hurt anybody. Nia Jax did hurt a lot of people. Yes. Um. So before we go, we'll just let's break down what we think they go to while we do this. So obviously we're going to say AEW about a hundred fucking times here as we go through this. <laughs> so more ROH to go to, but <laughs> I mean, Nia Jax to me, I think should be an easy AEW person there because then you don't need fake Nia Jax right. <laughs> anymore over there. Cause you have real Nia Jax because <laughs> let's face it. What's her name over there? I can't even think of her name right Nyla now. Rose. Nyla Rose was always kind of like house show Nia Jax. It's like the same big lady mean character kind of persona. So I don't know. I think Nia Jax is a no brainer in AEW. Mm-hmm. I can see it, but I'm going to start this off by saying AEW just spent a lot of money on CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and Ruby Ryan, and they're still yep. breaking a million viewers. I don't Not know. Not this week. <laughs> I don't they were know. down in the 800,000s again. So, uh, you know, that's why we're going to have to have – I have a little thing we'll go into after that, but keep going. But I just don't see anyone that just got let go – getting hired by them right now because all the money they just sank into it is not doing what they want to do. Exactly. I agree with you. So I think their roster is already inflated as it is. Yeah. Like, and honestly, like there's some people I'd like to see in AEW. Nia Jax isn't one of them. I I actually think that she goes the way of Braun Strowman or these guys that just don't go anywhere for a while. Mm -hmm. I think with, especially with ROH coming to an end, and WWE is not done. They even said even after this, I think it's time AEW and Tony Khan stop being the nice guy that you want to be on there and all that. And you got to start looking at your roster. Yep. You got to start having a real conversation that 
we have all these dark order guys that no one really uses and a lot of these other people there's a lot of bottom feeding dudes on that show that get screen time qt marshall and all his cronies and all these people you mean to tell me you couldn't get rid of a lot of those guys and bring in keith lee carrion cross i mean these are like you know are big names you can bring in and then maybe that would move your needle and give you those things seeing adam cole versus keith lee on a dynamite show you know what i mean like instead of fighting christian cage that no one really cares about and isn't bringing in ratings you know i think it's time for them to start looking at some guys on their roster and saying you know major one for me is Cody Rhodes. No one gives a shit about Cody Rhodes anymore. No one wants to see him wrestle. Everybody boos him. You mean to tell me that you can't draw more money with Keith Lee than you can with Cody Rhodes? Everyone wants to see Keith Lee wrestle people like Miro or, or do a thing with Punk or Brian Danielson. No one gives a shit about Cody anymore. They boo this guy. They hate this guy. And his segments, no one watches. No one watches his reality show. And I, I like Cody, but maybe it's time he's just a behind-the-scenes guy and says, I got to step away from this shit for a little bit because I'm not selling. Mm-hmm. But is the fact that he's getting a crowd reaction of a heel, I think he could I think he can become a heel. Maybe a guy says he doesn't want to go heel, though, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> but that's – I don't know. There's a lot more people I'd get rid of before Cody Rhodes. I'm not saying you get rid of Cody. I'm just saying you dial down. Like another one is Jericho. Do you really need a 25-minute segment of Jericho week in and week out where you could maybe say, Chris, it's time to move you to commentary, dude, and like we're going to have save that spot for some other talents coming in that will draw because no one gives a shit about the inner circle and his feuds anymore. I mean, other than the people that sing the song because the song's catchy and fun to sing, no one cares. Those segments are, people are dropping off and not watching. They had the lowest rating this week since June of this year, which is terrible. Almost down to 800,000, which is completely unacceptable with the amount of talent you have on that team. And that's because you had a long Cody section and you had a long Jericho section that people dropped out on and were like, I've seen this before. I don't need to watch it anymore. So I think some of these people you have in here. But you also had Aerostar. Yeah, you had fucking Aerostar on your TV. <laughs> How old is Aerostar now? A hundred. But let's get to Dynamite later. Let's keep going. So <laughs> next we talked about the two, the other two big ones, Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Do you think, can they go back to Impact? Um, I don't think he left Impact on good terms. I can see... I, here's I can what's, tell you where like, he's going to go. What's that? He's AAA bound. Yes, yes. I, I can see... He's an international star. Yeah. I'd like to see Keith Lee land in New Japan for a while. Yes, I can. I, I'm fine with that too. Can you? Isn't it crazy to go back to last summer where Karrion Cross dominated NXT and was like the biggest star on there, beating everybody? He beat Keith Lee, he beat Adam Cole, he beat Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, he named anybody you name drop. Karrion Cross beat, and he was like being pushed to the moon. Vince wanted him on Raw and didn't know what the fuck to do with the guy other than have him lose lose to Jeff Hardy and do, and then make him wear a demolition mask. And then he's gone before you even put him with Scarlet and try to market him to the main roster. It's unbelievable. What, what happened to that guy, his WWE career. Oh, just totally shit the bed. And it just shows such poor 
planning and creative, and then they're just like, well, you didn't get over, so, you know. It's like, it's their fault, yeah. Yeah, and it's the wrestler's fault, but, like, you didn't give them time to get over. Like, everyone talks about The Undertaker. You his debut. You can't come back from that. You can't come back from a three-minute loss to Jeff Hardy in your debut. Yeah. As NXT champion. Yeah, yep. you just can't. You it made the title look like garbage. It made him look like garbage. Yeah. Exactly. And then you take Keith Lee, who was the star of Survivor Series in 2019. Mm-hmm. The star of Survivor Series. Went one-on-one with Roman Reigns at the end. Almost pinned Roman Reigns. Him and Roman Reigns had that fist bump thing where he was like, that made you think like it was like, this guy's the next big star in main t- television. The next summer, they make him the champion, the NXT champion, bring him up, and he beats Randy Orton. And in then I debut. don't know what, in his debut. Then I don't know what happened to him after that. Yeah. Then he bad. got COVID and he went away for a while. Then they renamed him. Then he was a fucking bear cat. But he, like <laughs> you said, even they were even recently they were promoting this guy. Mm-hmm. He was like drafted in the third round and they're like, you know, doing big nets that this is the bear cat. And he was squashing the hurt business guys two weeks on raw and then no raw this week and then fire. He couldn't have been making that much money. Well, is he a 30-day guy, too? Is he an NXT contract? I have no idea. And his I, girlfriend went with him, too. Mia Yim went with, right, went right with him, too. Well, that's the best thing. Mia Yim needed to get out of there. She had a, that stink from Retribution on there. and Yeah, she did have a stink from Retribution, that's for sure. But I think all these guys are 30 days as well. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Because next you had Ember Moon, uh, another one I can't believe. I mean, she was injured for two years almost, and they kept her on talking online and all their web channels and all that. She finally got herself into excellent ring shape. I mean, she looks incredible now from her transformation, from her first match back to what she looks like now. And then they fire the poor girl. They didn't even give her a chance. How can she not thrive on NXT right now with with the people that they have on there? I don't understand that. Well, I don't understand NXT, what it's going to look like at all after this nonsense going on. We'll get into that. but And Frankie Monet, she went. Um, she's another one that I, I felt like was like a Triple H hire because he was hiring yeah. a lot of in- – she's like one of those indie darlings they're like getting rid of. That, like, mm-hmm. that was a Triple H hire bringing her in. But, she, God, her career was – that was nothing. That was a joke what they yeah. did to her. Sometimes a lot of these girl, these people leaving, their stock is worse leaving WWE than it was yeah. in the indie scene. Karen yeah. Cross, Scarlett, Medium, all these people went to WWE and got worse in the eyes, I think, of the, the wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see them going somewhere and making a pop. Even Keith Lee. Like, I think that they need to be on the indies and go do stuff. For them to make a rating in like impact or, or, or AEW. I agree with you on Cross. I don't on Keith Lee. Because Keith Lee is still over. Like even when he came out on Raw, the cross the crowd still popped for him. Like even people still wanted this guy. Even with the Bearcat name and all that. Karen Cross coming out, the place was dead. No one cared anymore. So you're right with Cross. He needs to go figure out a new thing and repair the damage they did. I think Keith Lee could still debut on Dynamite, and the place would go fucking nuts if he if he if he came in as a part as a partner for 
someone to fight Adam Page to fight against the elite, you know, because he has that rivalry with with uh, Adam Cole. Everyone remembers the famous gif of him blasting Adam Cole into the stands at NXT. Yeah. You know, there's there's history there that like instantly would spark. I think what that did there. Yeah. Um, a shock to me was B Fab. This poor girl. I feel bad. This like, poor girl wrestled on NXT twice, clearly wasn't ready to wrestle yet. Like, she needed some time to develop. So what do you do for someone that needs to develop and are on you your developmental? The main roster. You promote her to SmackDown with the rest of her team, and she never even had a match on SmackDown, and then she's fired. Yeah. Do you know what I think Vince realized was, well, they got that group there, that those guys. Let's move them up to SmackDown. They're edgy. They're cool. They rap. And then a few weeks later, he's like, they got a girl in a group? <laughs> That's it. Why do they have a girl in the group? Well, they had, get rid of her. Three, three men. This would be like the new New Day, these three guys. Yeah. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need a girl in there. Get rid of that girl. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Sadly, that's it. Sadly, that is it. The only time that girls and guys intermingle in, in Vince McMahon's world is if they're dating or yeah. – or that's it. They can't be friends. They can't yeah. be in a relationship. They just got to be b- creepily banging or giving birth to a hand. And yeah. that's wait, wait till the draft next year when he brings up Legado de Fantasma with Electro Lopez, and and it'll same thing will happen again. Oh, yeah. be like, I like these guys. These are these cool new luchador guys. Is there a girl? What's that girl doing there? Get her out of there. <laughs> He, no, Vince is going to see that and be like, wait a minute, I don't like their name, it's too confusing to say. They're going to be the Phantom House Party, and then that's yes. the fucking name. Well, speaking of the house party... Speaking yeah, of the house party, house good trick. <laughs> Grandmother Metalik and Lynn Storato, they're both gone. These are... I, I don't Storato see, asked for his release. I don't see why they... I mean, why would they wouldn't? Like, they're not doing anything. And they could, that's something that I see these guys, they're young enough to still go in the Indies to make a name and show up somewhere. Yeah, they and can we go still- to back to AAA, too, and do stuff. They'll probably reunite with Sunrise Day Soul, wherever the fuck Callisto's Samurai. name is. Samurai De Soul and all that shit and go do more with him. Well, that, that guy isn't getting any, uh, you know... There's no uh, love lost for that guy right now on the interwebs because of what he posted about Brody Lee. Did anyone see that stuff? Yeah. Because he spelled Brody Lee's name wrong and put yeah. John with an H instead of N. And Jericho, the dick that he is, had to drag him through the interwebs for that. What? Why? Why? He just well, spelled it wrong. Maybe it autocorrected on his phone. The guy doesn't even really speak that great of English. Like, I don't know why that was such a big deal to people. It wasn't. What? It wasn't that. It was what his Brody Lee's wife said about him. I think is what the key thing. What did Bradley's wife say? She's like, well, you know, it would be one thing if you didn't, if you spell his name wrong, but it's the other thing is like during all this, he never reached out to her, never like, you know, kind of talked like, you know, kind of was also seconding the fact that Sky didn't really, wasn't around. All of a sudden he's not talking about Brody being close to him, but. If, the, the, if his wife doesn't really have much to say about him, then I don't really know how close he was. Yeah, As know. somebody with a name who's always misspelled, I don't care if anyone's ever spells my name wrong. <laughs> Just want to put yeah. that out there. But I'm also not dead. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're right, I, think, I think this topic <laughs> yeah. I should be quiet because I, I, yeah, I don't know. This I topic. Don't know. 
I thought what Jericho did was a dickhead move. I, I think you could have easily messaged that guy personally and said, hey, you might want to change that. Go edit that to put J-O-N. Jericho has to do that to look like the smart ass that he is. I, I thought that was fucking dumb, but... I I didn't I wasn't paying attention to what Jericho said. I was paying attention to what his wife said. Yeah. So yeah, sunrise day soul. You're not gonna see much of him or whatever, probably, which is good because those two were awful. Um. Uh, Jesse Kamea Maya Wave or whatever. She was partnered with. Frankie Monet, she got let down. Some other NXT girls, Zadaya Ramier, um, I didn't really know her. Katrina Cortez was the, ch- the chick wearing the luchador mask on there. Jeet Rama. Um, Did yeah, you? Trey Baxter, he got. He was an NXT 2.0 new guy running around. He got fired. Um, Oni yeah, Larkin. and then Oni Larkin. Shocked by that one too, but he was a kind of outspoken one that he didn't want to be there anyway too. <laughs> and then Eva Marie. And Eva Marie. <laughs> all that hype, all that money, all that to get her back, and they just release her. Makes- I get. I think I understand what Eva Marie. What? What was that? What was that all about? I think they brought Eva Marie in just to debut Dewdrop, and that was the only thing they had her for. Because everyone hates her, everyone booed her. Which made do drop over instantly did they like her and were cheering for her to smash Eva Marie and now she did her part and now they're done. But I get that. That's a lot of money to tie up and to get one wrestler over. I don't think they paid too much money for Eva Marie. But you could keep paying her not much money to get heel heat. Like she has natural hate people hate her. Like yeah. you know, why don't you keep her on the roster and get other people over? Like all these NXT girls, like I mean, and you know what else it did is if you look in the comment section of all these things, all people were talking about is because when they fired these people last time and didn't fire Eva Marie and yeah. all they kept doing was dragging them through the mud going, Eva Marie still is wrestling there, but this person's not, you know, the iconics aren't. So now all the comment sections, people were like, well, at least Eva Marie's fired. No one's even caring about Keith Lee. They're just like, oh, well, Eva Marie got fired. Okay, I feel better. So, like, I don't know. There's something. There's more to it. I, she'll probably be back by the end of the by the end of next year. They'll bring her right back in. If know. I was AEW, that's the first person I hire. She's cheap. She's got great heat. And then you put her with stupid Nyla Rose or something, and you just fucking. I like her. I, she never has bothered me. I like the heat that she gets. And, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah. And then uh, Harry Smith, I didn't even know he's back with the company, and he's gone from the company. They hired him. He's been around for almost a year, but they only used him on house shows. They never put him on television. I don't know. (laughs) Do you think all this firing, Ken, is really they're just trying to make money, or it's (laughs) to get it ready to sell? I honestly don't know anymore. I don't know. Because we've never seen it at this level of firing before. Yeah. So we've seen budget cuts here and there. We were like, oh, never like this. We're like every quarter they just dump. It's got to be or 30 over 100 people this year. Oh, at least. At least it's, it's like every quarter they let. People, yeah, they but, let so many people out. Yeah. But you know what, Brock? I mean, you looked at the rosters that they had from Raw and SmackDown with some of these guys gone with Keith Lee and, and, and these dudes like. They fight the same people over and over. Yeah. Now. And, I mean, you had a chance to have some new feuds or some 
something you could do differently here, and you're just you're gonna get deuces in a new day again, mm-hmm. which we've seen a thousand fucking times. But you know, God forbid if you would have maybe gave Lucha House Party a push or changed their name from fucking Lucha House Party to yeah. maybe something less yeah. comical. And let them challenge, you know, like yeah. there's because those guys were both good in the ring. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. I have no idea. It, it I makes can't you make... not want to follow it whatsoever. Yeah, I have no desire to watch any WWE product anymore. Well, I... You haven't had a desire to watch WWE product in about two years. I mean, so that hasn't changed. I mean, th- that that's never changed for you. But I have watched SmackDown recently and I have watched NXT. I watched Halloween Havoc. I know. Yeah. Like, I really think that this is now the time where I'm going to completely boycott them. All right. I'm a wrestling fan, so I, I watch most of it. So, you know, I'm not going to. If the only wrestling I have in my life is AEW, I'm going to stop probably watching wrestling because they anger me every week, too, with a lot of the nonsense that they do. So I need to get angry at equal. I need to get angry at the equal amount of shows. I need to get angry at the WWE, and I need to get angry at AEW week in, week out. So, but, you know, teach their own. I get it. I got to start watching Impact more. That'll be what I fill in yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to watch my Tribal Chief on Friday nights. Still my guy. And that's what's tough. Chief. Like, he's the, the only reason I want to watch SmackDown. And he wasn't even on SmackDown last week. <laughs> uh, which was crazy. But, yeah, so let's get into that then since we're done with these. We can bring the budget some of these characters that we just talked about back in when we talked about dynamite a little later. Um, but just knock off, we'll knock off WWE real quick. There really wasn't much to talk about this week. Um, like I said, SmackDown, I, I don't know why we're starting with the new day and the Usos again. We've seen this program before. I really thought when he did this King Wood shit, that maybe that was going to take him on a solo feud and him and Kofi could still be together, but have like some solo Stuff going on. They're just fighting the Usos again. They've done that a million times. Mm-hmm. No I, other tag team can step up to the Usos there. You know, well, all the tag teams are on Raw now, so uh, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it's nuts. But I think you're going to see the New Day versus the Bloodline at Survivor Series because isn't yeah. it Chance versus Champion? But instead of that, you're going to get this trios match. Yeah, because someone can get pinned. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin. They're riding that out right now. Um, I did like the beginning. I like Shotzi's heel turn. I thought that was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Beat the shit out of uh, of uh, Sasha. Well, in two weeks when Shotzi's fired, we'll be able to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God, <laughs> think about it. Good old days. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Because remember, Malachi, Al- Alistair Black had a big debut on SmackDown and came on and kicked, beat somebody up and was heel and then was fired the next week. So. I like Shotzi, though. I like to see her do something. I wish she could be Shotzi Blackheart. I don't know why that's so bad, but. The anyway. women aren't allowed to have last names on the main roster. It's true. Uh, except for Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> and uh, Alexa that's Bliss. It. And Shayna Baszler. And just it goes on and on. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the funny thing from that, did anybody catch. The uh, house show match they did after SmackDown was off the air for the fans. No. Did you see that all, Brock, with Paul Heyman? No. So it was the Bloodline fighting um, Drew McIntyre in the uh, in the New Day, 
and Kofi's in the ring and like Heyman was yelling at him and like he was like, come on, Paul, get in the ring, get in the ring. Like it was videos from ringside. And Heyman was like, you want a piece of this? And started like taking off his coat, and swinging his coat around and like pumping himself up. And then he got up to the ring rope and was like, like acting like he was going to kick someone's ass, getting all tough. And then he went in through the ring ropes and got tied up in the rings and fell and tripped, fell right on his face and rolled in. And Kofi just started beating the shit out of him. And the whole place was like hysterical. And then Kofi threw him out and he went flying into the announce table and flipped over the announce table. And everybody, like the internet with Twitter was loving it. They were loving people who were there watching Heyman like get beat up and like doing silly stuff. But it was, it was comical. Heyman's good at everything he does. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then Raw, uh, you had a good match start off on Raw, which was nice. Becky Lynch and Bel Air, even though we've seen it before, was still a good th- match. And they, I don't know. I don't, I think Bianca Bel Air should be done with title shots at this point because she yeah. hasn't won any. So she's had four in like a two month span. So I think you should move on with something new for, for old Bex. Mm hmm. Um, which, you know, surprisingly who I thought had maybe the best night of the match of the night to me was Damian Priest and T-Bar. Did you end up watching that match at all, Brock? No, I didn't make it through Raw this week. They had like a fight last week and Priest like smashed him. So when he came out, like I was doing something else. So I like left it on because usually I would just fast forward through it. But I'm like. I actually had to go back. I was like, this is actually a, like a pretty good match. Like they actually let, let Dijakovic wrestle. And then he tweeted afterwards that he's tired of this T-bar stuff and going to make a change. So maybe they're going to actually let him be Dominic Dijakovic and debut him on Raw. Hopefully. What a waste. You get rid of Keith Lee, who had a great feud. You could have had that on Raw for a little yes. bit. Yes. Yes. The guy can wrestle. Yeah. And like, you know, what a waste of like you could have reignited that feud on Raw and gave people something to, you know, he finally gets his win over Keith Lee. And yeah. then uh, Owens and Big E closed the show. They had a pretty good match. Did you catch that at all, bro? No. You didn't catch any of You were sleeping. Uh, that was good. It looks like they're turning Owens heel to maybe feud with Big E. Um, but I'm yeah. Right with that. Yeah. Kevin Owens, though, I mean, he, he tweets trolls all the time that he's leaving at the end of the year. So who the hell knows? You know, I don't know. Yeah, three months or three years. Another one going to AEW. So he can uh, dress as a Ghostbuster and kiss guys in the ring or whatever the hell the fucking elite do. He'll join them. Is he elite or is he Mount it's Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. It's Mount Rushmore. Okay. They'll break away. Well, maybe that's uh, he on Kenny, but that's we'll see. Um, did you watch NXT at all, bro? No. Okay. Ken, you I, didn't watch NXT? I watched NXT. Oh, okay. Did you have anything you wanted to comment on on there? I don't like a lot of it. <laughs> I, uh, the dude, the, so here's the thing. Here's Ken in his greatest. I'm going to just, you, I don't know the names of these guys. I don't pick them up. So there's the bald, the bald guy that looks like Michael Myers, the, the onesie. It's like the big beast guy that they just signed. Ireland. Yeah, so there's that guy that brings talks about him now. I'm not a big fan of all that gimmick. Sloppy yeah. Joe Gacy. Yeah. I'll I, show just, Kevin Owens. The best thing about all of NXT is 
shit. What is it now? I thought Bre- Braun Breaker and Andre Chase had a good match. I like both those guys. Braun Breaker is the best part of, of NXT. I really um, like. I like I Dakota Kai. I like that she beat the shit out of that Cora Jade girl. I like her evilness that they were doing. Well, yeah, that's. I like Dakota Kai. Okay, so those two. All right. All right. Um, I like Mandy's promo in the beginning. It was good. It was good. And I don't mind the, the, all those girls having the gold. Um, not- I don't know what the hell they fucking did to Zion Quinn with that Robert Stone thing. I didn't, I was shocked by that. I, I, uh, here's the thing. Zion Quinn has a great look. That yeah. dude. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. The ladies like him. The Samoan stuff and all that. Brock, they had him dance and lips and sing Shawn Michaels' song. Uh, on the show, because Robert right. Stone, because Robert Stone challenged him to a lip syncing dance contest or whatever, oh, and then God. he did it, and he was singing like "Sexy Boy" and all that, and I was like, no, this guy has like a mystique to him, like he's a badass, like you don't, he don't, you don't sing, so they made him sing, and then he beat the shit out of Robert Stone, but like, it was like, oh, oh no. I do think that guy has a lot of potential, though. I think you could make you could, you could do something with him. Mm-hmm. Not sing. Too late. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Champa's in-ring stuff with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I liked that he almost beat the shit out of both of them, and I enjoyed. I loved the Johnny Gargano segment with him. I thought that was yeah, I thought that was great. Johnny, there's something about those two. It's still when they're around each other, like you want to see them either work together. I mean, I know they feuded a lot last year, but like there's just chemistry with those two dudes. You know what I mean? I get that. It's just tough to like, what else do you do on that stage? And if you're truly NXT 2.0, all that history, you can't go back. Well, I think, I think at some point, Champon Gargano, if I was the WWE, which I know they will never do, I would one day bring Champ and Gargano up as a tag team and let them run rough shot through the tag division because they had, they work well together and then you could, you could tag them for years on there and then eventually do the same story down the road where one of them turns in a fight. I mean, there's money to be made there with those two guys, the way they work together with the chemistry they have. You're right. You don't need it on NXT, but I like, I thought just a simple tease of it was, was good. The thing I liked the most about it is when his Gargano's music hit and Champa was just sitting there holding his belt. Johnny yeah. Gargano made that little thing like he was gonna smack him with a chair. Yeah. But then just kept walking normal. I think you should put those guys together and bring them up to the main roster eventually. When you give Braun Breaker the title and it's completely new guys down there. Yeah, that's true. You know, unless they leave too and they go to AEW because everyone goes there. <laughs> Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner. All right. So, um, WWE ratings, SmackDown on Raw, SmackDown on Friday, which was on FS1. Last time on FS1, that's when it only did like 800,000. It did 1.03 million, which is down from its other one, but it was on FS1. That's actually a good number for it on FS1. Um, Raw was even at 1.7, and NXT was down considerably from Halloween Havoc from 746 to 631. So it definitely took a hit the week after that. 
Um, so let's go to AEW on Friday night. Rampage. You had Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. What would you think? It was a brutal match. Like, it was, like, disturbingly brutal and, and violent. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, though. I liked the whole thing. I thought Rampage, I, I enjoyed that show. I thought the first yeah. it was very good. I liked Eddie and, and Danielson. Um, uh, you like this whole he's going to feud with Punk now? I do. I think it's good. I, I like good promos, like, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's good promos. I just wish they'd stick with one feud with Punk. He just kind of goes from guy to guy and beats him. You well, know, I think no... it's a long-term feud. I think you can get some matches out of this. Um, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel wrestled again. It was entertaining. Um, yeah, flying. It was it was okay. Like, I think Dante Martin they need to do something with that kid's personality. He kind of looks like a deer in the headlights when he cameras on him. He's playing up the mopey. Like I don't really want to be with Leo Rush thing way too much. Yeah, yeah. don't hang out with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you with him then? If you're yeah, you're so miserable yeah. being with him. Yeah, go do something else. Then you had Abaddon versus Britt Baker. Um, I was not a fan of this. I don't like Abaddon at all. I was I, I I was not a fan either. It's, I, I don't like seeing women thrown through thumbtacks and stuff. And thumbtacks in their mouths and all that yeah. shit that they've done before. It's it's just too much. Britt Baker is too special to be wrestling that kind of bullshit. That's just you don't need her in that weird goofy shit. Thumbtacks in your teeth and all that. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Um, so that was Rampage. Rampage. Uh, up a little bit from 5:33 to 6:23. Um, it was a live, it was a taped one, which that was one of their better taped numbers. So that was good for them. Um, then we went to Dynamite, and it opened with the rematch from last year of Allen Five Angels and Kenny Omega. I realized I needed this rematch until I turned it on. I only watched like the first half of Dynamite. But I was like, they should have hyped this a little bit more other than this show. Because they hyped it so... It was overhyped during the show itself. I'm like... I didn't know there was any history between these two. I forgot all about it. That's... It was... If it was so much history, then why did I know about it before? You know what I mean? Like... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he really took the world champ to the limits there, which... He did. I didn't like that. Next big star. Maybe the stop calling him Alan five angels. Cause that confuses people. Like he's either five or he's Alan angels. Alan five angels makes it sound like there's five angels or something. Like it's a stupid hey, name. Yeah. Well, jungle Jack Perry is got a bad opinion about that. Yeah. Well, that's only Jim Ross who calls him jungle Jack and jungle gems. And AEW likes to have people that you can call multiple names, shoddy Lee, Brian Johnson and all these things so they do that a lot um so then we have to talk about john moxley i was stunned by this news I, I was but it sh- makes sense to me now mm-hmm. i was shocked how public it is yeah i was shocked how public it is too um, um First of all, let's just say, well, you know, for people who don't know, John Moxley entered himself into rehab. Even though I'm not the biggest John Moxley fan, I think that's a very courageous thing to do and a mm-hmm. good step forward on your own, admitting you have a problem 
and taking the leave to go do it and take action for it. I wish him nothing but the best. He has a new baby girl and a great wife and Renee. So, you know, good luck to John Moxley. Hopefully he can battle his inner demons and get past whatever he has, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of makes sense to me though, because that match last week, like the dude took out two fucking fans kicking these fences and the way he, his aggression was, it seemed to me like he didn't know what he was doing. And yeah. I don't think that match with Preston Vance went how they were thought that match was going to go. I think you're going to hear like a dark side of the ring or like a, a commentary about it. One of these days about how he really bit him and like, wasn't supposed to rip his mask, you know, like, I think he was out of control in that match last week. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He almost, he almost really injured that fan when he, the way he kicked that fence so hard. Like, that fan was like, what the fuck? I guarantee you afterwards they had to go talk to that fan. Like, oh, yeah, please absolutely. don't sue. We are so sorry. Swag. <laughs> yeah, so sir. it kind of makes sense. Like, the way he's been acting on TV, it didn't seem natural to me. Mm-hmm. So... What do you guys think about CM Punk bringing it up, though, and talking so much about it? Well, well I guess if anyone's going to talk about it, the, you know, if you have CM Punk, the guy that... The only thing I didn't like is when he started, like, almost comparing him, like, I like the stuff where he's saying, like, hey, we support John Moxley, and he's like, I know what it's like to, like, work hard. He started making it about himself for a part of that there about, I worked hard and I did this, and, you know, and you don't speak up. I'm like, are we going into this story again? He was Punk. trying to show empathy, I think. Yeah. yeah. But it was coming across as a little arrogant, too. Well, I think there's much that he can do that doesn't come across sometimes arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Fraud. And after that, now we're going to talk about real, after that real life, now we're going to talk about how I'm mad at Eddie Kingston, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got a segue to Eddie, being mad at Eddie Kingston somehow. Yeah. And I was going to be in that tournament, but I got I need an apology first. So you had that, then you had some backstage shenanigans. You had the super click hanging, click hanging out. And, uh, the dinosaur showed up, Kristen, former champion, Kristen cage showed up. And then, uh, jungle Jack came flying out of nowhere. And then they concertoed Adam Cole and just beat the shit out of Adam Cole with a, concerto and left him twitching and laying on the stage and what do you guys think about all this shenanigans wonder if adam cole is still happy he didn't stay at wwe (laughs) yeah because he would have been fired this week yeah along with keith lee who he was managing maybe he could have saved keith lee if that rumor is true that he was going to manage keith lee maybe that would have saved him uh but yeah they're going to set up uh is christian cage going to fight adam cole at full gear or is this a triple threat Probably triple threat. Yeah, because the Bucks don't have anything yet either. Or One of the fake threat. cards I saw was the Bucks first Jurassic Express, but I mean they've done that before. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe this is what they're gonna do. Um, then you had the Triple A tag match. Uh, I thought this was very. There was some. What's his name? Aerostar. He almost killed himself twice in this match. The <laughs> Bucks. Yes. He landed straight on his head. Straight on his head. I mean, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Let that guy wrestle on national television. I mean, an edited Lucha Underground, like, you know, they could edit all that out. He was a mess. And the, and the, (laughs) Callisto was fine. He did some good stuff, you know. 
but that was nuts. This is where I started trailing off. I don't think I made it through this match. Yeah, yeah. this was this was nuts. The one thing I did like is FT. I love FTR's new '80s music. Oh, six, so funny! Express. Yep. So funny. I like FTR. Like, I hope they get pushed. I hope they get those belts. I think those guys are good. They're entertaining people to watch on TV. I like that they sort of are with MJF, but then they kind of help Andre. Like, I like they're just snar- smarky guys that just show up and ruin everyone's good time. They're, I'm glad they're doing something better with them because they're talented. Just... <sighs> then you had a 20-minute inner circle segment that went on and on and on, and everyone had to fucking talk for 50 minutes on and on and on. This was interminable. This was fucking awful. I don't know who the hell's interested in this. I mean, you knew he was going to pick Dan Lambert to be in it. It couldn't have just wrapped it up, but they had to do all this farting around and inter- introducing people, and they all picked like the, the best guys to fight. And Did dumb. you like anything about this, Brock, at all? Because, Ken, you well, were asleep at this time, right? We predicted Dan Lambert before they even started the show. So I did watch parts of this, and I thought it was dumb. I think I was... But again, the only highlight from any of this shit is Paige Van Zandt. I think Paige Van Zandt is great. I think they need to try and make her uh, a real talent. Yeah, she's money. Like, yeah, she's money. She's good on the mic. She does all that. All those other guys in that MMA crew are idiots. The way they sound, they can't talk. I don't think they really can tell what's fake and what's real, because when Jericho talks about them, they look annoyed. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah, it's. I agree. It's dumb. I. It takes up so much fucking time. Yeah. Yep. So and much. No time. one cares. That's the. Worst no one part. cares. Yep. Like I said, they like to sing the song in the beginning. Then after that, I mean, Sammy Guevara is the TNT champion. Why is he not wrestling? Like the like the TNT champion wrestles on Rampage on TNT and. Oh, yeah. Why is he not wrestling other opponents and moving on instead of Chris Jericho's? M- jerk off circle that he wants to do week in and week out with all this i don't know what point when tony khan has to say chris i know you were like one of the first aew guys but enough man like we got to do some other angles here once in a while then the earners inner circle fights five on five week in and week out and just makes fun of people like Mm -hmm. it's enough now you know the men of the year should be in the tag team hunt trying to rack up wins and fight for the belts it's it's just too much now. Proud and powerful should have been tag team champions already. Should have been, yeah, totally. And and Jake Yeager, you can let go because you have other guys you can bring in now. You have enough W. You needed a WWE guy to be there, but it's enough now. No one wants to see him do anything else. You you got a lot of dudes you can bring in now. Then we had the next round of the TBS Women's Championship Tournament. Anna Jay and Jamie Hader. Um, I like Anna Jade. I think Jamie Hader sucks as a wrestler. She changed was, her appearance back to what we remember her as. Yeah, yeah. she's blonde again. I was surprised they had Jamie Hader win. I mean, yeah, I was too. I don't know. I kind of thought Anna Jay had a shot at winning the whole thing. Yeah, the way they've been pushing her. Yep. I. It, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Then the next segment was my favorite segment of the whole night. It was MJF and Darby. It's money. 
This is what I like. This is what I want AEW to be. This is what I like the best about AEW is two of their original stars, not WWE flunkies that came over or fired. This was all good stuff. MJF is great on that microphone, and I love this feud with Darby. And I, I'm hyped for the match with the two of them. I thought all this was was a plus. What uh, do you think, Brock? I liked it a lot. Um, it was funny because whenever we were watching, I was watching with Diana, and she goes. If I would have been in that in that crowd whenever he was came running by, I would have tripped him. <laughs> Dude, that move was so hard. No <laughs> one makes those things look better than Darby. I mean, uh-huh. he came running at him, and I was like, "What's he gonna do?" And he fucking looked like he killed him when he flipped him over that railing. He hits those shoulder blocks like 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 nothing I've ever seen. The way mm-hmm. that kid moves. Um, I think even though I think Grip Garrison needs to learn how to keep the sting mask on his damn face and maybe hide his fucking blonde hair. Him and the other one, because all those sting guys that were guys in the back and their masks are coming off. I'm like, well, there's Griff Garrison and there's this they other really dude. need that many of them. They should have just picked unrecognizable guys like Griff Garrison's going to be hard to hide. Yeah, yeah. him and the, him and all that hair. It was like, that's totally Griff Garrison. No one wants to call it. The stinger with, with, his, with his fellow stings that came out. I like that Diana would have tripped Darby Allen <laughs> and been the most hated person in the world in the world. It would have been funny though, and it made for He's, great TV. Yeah, would have been bet it hard if someone would have tripped. Him. Yeah, it would have. Uh, then we had Cody versus Andre out. Elio, what did you think of this? It was a Cody match. Yeah, I didn't care about it at all. Cody lost, you know, he'll get, he'll get his win back. <laughs> well, Andrade has to win another one first, right? Before that, isn't that how it works? He has to get two wins and then. Well, I mean, Malachi got two. And then I like that JR, like, actually spoke some truth for once there. Because, like, uh, um, Excalibur, like an idiot's going, Cody exercises demons and finally put the monster Malachi Black away. And then JR was like, well, he only beat him once. Malachi beat him twice. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, JR, that does make sense. Like, uh, uh, he, he is one up on him. They're acting like, you know, Cody came back and exercises demons. And where was Pac in all this? Like, at home. They were getting the shit kicked out of him, and he didn't come out. I, I don't know. You know, now they got FTR involved in it too, and the crowd could care less about Cody Rhodes. They were so happy that El Elio beat him. Um. Then finally, we had the announcement that Miro, who should have been in the tournament to begin with, is in the tournament, and he sort of squashed Orange Cassidy, which. Makes sense because it's Orange Cassidy. Ain't gonna be Miro. Miro's a damn goddamn monster. He is. Now, see, speaking of see, like, go ahead. What'd you say? I can see Miro winning the tournament now to get him and Hangman. I still feel like Dinah, Brian, whatever Brian Danielson's winning this, but who knows now? Maybe they change their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, Miro's the kind of person, like, we were talking about some of those guys who got fired. Wouldn't you love to see Keith Lee and Miro? Yeah. Carrying Cross and Miro? I mean, like, there's guys now that are out there that I would much rather see Miro have some feuds with that, like, you never got over. You weren't able to get over there because he was gone. 
other than Miro beating up Fuego Del Sol and, <laughs> and and some of the other people. You know, there's some guys out there you can get that like would be cool to see Miro fight with. Mm-hmm. I still feel like da- Brian Danielson takes that match though, because I I'm still under the belief. Uh, I still believe now that Hangman ain't winning this belt. Uh, I, I don't want it to happen, but I still feel yeah. like Brian Danielson's going to be the guy to defeat Kenny after winning that. I hope not. Because he doesn't need it. Hangman needs it to make it to that next that superstar status. Yeah, Brian's I, already there. I totally agree. I want it. The guy's over. So we will see. But um, the bad news for them was that they were down from. Well, you know, last week when they came back to Wednesday, they were nine forty-one. They weren't in the million mark. Now they dropped. Uh, again, another fifty, sixty thousand to eight seventy. So something's off that's not resonating with fans. And to me, I think it's those segments that we mentioned, the Cody stuff, yeah. the Jericho stuff. I think it takes people out of it. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, by no means do I want to start any kind of fight with you, Ken. But I'm just saying, I don't think the main event last week helped this show at all to ride over. I think it helped everybody in the, everybody that's there that loves it. That's fans of that. I think all tune in and they love that. I don't think that brought any new fans over or kept fans that aren't of that old ROH stuff. I don't think, I think that shows you they were like, fuck that shit. Cause there was a lot of people that did not like that main event. And I think they dropped off this week. I don't get offended with you, but I don't understand how the rationale of, Chris Jericho's segment was dumb, and Cody Rhodes' segment is dumb, but it's the fault of the Bucks and everything's... Because it ended the show. It's the lead into the next show. It ends the show. Like, the Cody stuff, all the things that we're tying over from this week, the Jericho stuff from last week, the Cody stuff from this week, people aren't digging it. And then the main event, which you're watching, saw your top guy going for the belt dressed as the fucking Stay Buff Marshmallow Man. I just think that turned some viewers off. I don't know. I I, I don't think that your math at all makes any fucking sense. Okay. You just want to make really. I think that you have a problem with the elite. So anytime that there's something wrong, it's just all the EVP's fault. It's the I best. don't think the elite is good. Is is the word that Tony Khan has used before is moving the needle. I don't think the elite is moving the needle on that show. I think it works. I think you have the AW loyalists, which come in around 700,000, 800,000. They're always going to be there for you. They love it. I don't, in order to be what they want to be with the talent level that they brought in, you're going to have to do something newer to get this show by now with who they have on it should be 1.5 million or higher week in and week out. They have no competition on Wednesday now, they're all on their own. They beat NXT. They got the top guy from NXT, Adam Cole. I don't think the elite is going to move that needle. I think there needs to be a change. I feel like you are oversimplifying the fact that there was three sports going on Wednesday. The World there Series. Wasn't. There was the World Series wasn't on Wednesday. It was Tuesday night. It ended. I I don't know about that, but that's fine. It's true. Well, I watched the World Series Tuesday night. It was <laughs> it was on during NXT, and, and yeah, and yeah, and it ended Tuesday night, and okay. there was no competition for them. Hockey was on after. 
There was nothing major. Well, okay, so then you know what? AEW should close up shop. They don't make it. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I think AEW has a great, talented roster right now, and I think they need to refocus their programming to highlight. We got to cut Kenny Omega. We got to make sure the belt's not on Hangman. We got to get that. I want Hangman to be champion. I think Hangman's a good person to be champion. I just wouldn't have had him dressed as the State Buff Marshmallow Man the weekend before because he looked kind of like a goober. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I like Kenny Omega. I don't like Kenny Omega being goofy. I like serious Kenny Omega. You know, when I talk about people that like, aren't going to help their show like bringing in the i think bringing in keith lee is a great idea i think a lot of these guys are bringing or be a great idea to see them move the feud with these new talents that they have i just don't think that that being the elite stuff is going to move you where you want to be as a company to use your math how can you use the components of a machine that couldn't beat you and then bring them into your into your show and then break, break a million viewers? NXT, when Keith Lee and Kenny Cross and all these things were head-to-head on Wednesdays, AEW's eating them. But think about this, though, if you want to go down that route. Back when they were head-to-head, if you look at those numbers, AEW was doing like 900,000, 800,000, 900,000. NXT with Keith Lee and all those guys on it and Adam Cole, they were 8900 right in there with them too. There were some weeks they beat AEW. So that was like together we used to combine those numbers and say there's at least 1.6 million people watching wrestling on a Wednesday night at the same time. It didn't transition. Now you so if you're doing it right, I think the NXT faithful that loved Adam Cole and Keith Lee and all these people, you do them right on Dynamite, they will go watch that show. They will turn on that show and go, look, Adam Cole's in the main event fighting Christian Cage, fighting CM Punk, fighting Brandon Anderson. When they see the main event is being the elite comedy stuff from their, did you have to watch their YouTube channel? They're not watching it, man. What got more views? The main event of last Wednesday that you hate and is the, the root of all evil for AEW or Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. Like, I mean, I, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that. I just that's of what people dropped off on I that. But why you are so fixated on that main event for what the downfall of AEW is. But Brock, Brock, way in here. Am I fixated just on the elite, or did I not say Cody and Jericho are also a big part of the problem? I'm not. You're taking offense that it's all the elite. I'm saying those are the three segments that need to be off TV. Is the elite Cody and Jericho? Your point that you said this week was all these problems, and it was this and this, and then you go no help from, and then you start shitting on those guys because you can't help yourself to lump them in with your problems with AEW. They're not good. Don't like them, and that's fine. You don't have to like them, Don. I know I don't have to like them, but. Other people don't like it either, other than AEW diehards. Other wrestling fans don't want to watch that. They are clearly raising their voices on Twitter and other people going, what the hell was that? Listen, Don Beauty, voice of the voiceless of social media. I understand that people don't like things, and that's fine, but I just don't. 
I have a hard time believing that those guys that essentially got wrestling cool again enough to make a th- another promotion mm-hmm. are now the things you got to, you just got to redo the roster. You got to make them not what the, you know, like I feel like if you, you could still use those guys, but you can, you can change it. I mean, let's get an, a different opinion here. Brock, what do you think about everything we're saying here? What's your opinion? I think they need to stop with all of the, excessive in-ring promo segments they need to cut those in half and i understand they're important the comedy stuff can get out of hand for sure but that is also part of what made it popular to begin with but i don't it's just tough like i i think the, the thing that's hurting them most is they're not utilizing they brought in too many people too soon yes so now adam cool who's a top guy anywhere you put him is lost in the shuffle Brian Danielson, who's the top guy anywhere you're going to put him, is lost in the shuffle. CM Punk has done nothing of relevance since his debut. They're not managing the stuff that they've brought. That they, they're not using the tools that they put in the toolbox. They're, they're using them, but they're not using them in a way. like I would have much rather seen Adam Cole fight Jungle Boy again than have that Jericho segment. Or have Brian Danielson fight somebody instead of, you know, more Cody and stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're not, they, you can't, they've gotten to a point now where you need to do more than just bring people in because that's all they've done. They're just bringing them in, but nobody does anything of importance. Mm-hmm. They're just, well, the three of us have all seen the way to drive ratings is storyline. And that's mm-hmm. something they haven't been able to develop. Other than the Hangman Kenny storyline, that's the only good storyline going on right now. And even yeah. that feels like an afterthought at times. It does. It does. They didn't do. I like the Hangman story. Kenny storyline, but like I just, you need to get rid of it. You need to stop Hangman's ties to the Dark Order and like going back to being this. Like Hangman works better as like that lone wolf vigilante dude. Like a, he's like a, a next stone cold, Steve Austin, this guy, that promo that he cut two weeks ago was one of the best fucking things I've ever seen that guy do. Like when he was talking about cowboy shit to me, it almost looked like the Austin three sixteen promo after he won. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like when Austin won three sixteen and was like, Austin three sixteen means I whooped your ass. Hangman's in the ring. Like I'm hangman. Adam page. I do cowboy shit. Like, like everyone was popping for it. It was like if you if you were new and you turned on that TV and saw that, you'd be like, this guy's kind of cool. Like this guy's a badass. Like wow, he has a great look to him and he's a badass. And then like I said, the next week he's hanging out with the Dark Order and then he was Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Like could you imagine Stone Cold go, doing that? Like the next week people would be like, oh. You know, like it just it just doesn't work for me. Like it takes away from his character. Like now this week he was back to being a badass again when he came down and attacked Kenny. I like that segment. I like that he missed the Lariat and and Kenny Donna. Like I'm into their feud. I want it. I want it to go like I like him and Kenny. They work great together. They have a ton of chemistry. I like that Kenny Omega when he's not with Don Callis or doing some of the silly shit that he does. It's just the silly shit just ruins it for me. I wish he, they would be more serious. I like those guys when they're serious. I think it sells better to new fans. I think being the elite stuff sells sells good to the people that got him there, but the people that got you there are not leaving. 
They are never going to leave you. They love that promotion. So I think you're safe in saying, we got our crowd. They're with us. Let's do something different other than what we did in ROH years ago or what we do on our YouTube channel to get new people in. Because you need new people or you're not going to survive on TNT. Because daddy's money is going to run out eventually. And TNT is going to say 870000 is not cutting it with no competition. Sorry, they're going to get mad at you for that eventually down the road if you don't start turning that thing up to better numbers, is my point. TV is not the same like as it used to be. I, I, I agree that they need to work on things, but I also don't think that a lot of television programs, if it's not you know something big that it can bring them in, Mm-hmm. You know, a million viewers is big for a, 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 a cable company nowadays. They, yeah. you know, they they are spending a lot of his dad's money, but they also got a signed TV deal too that they're able to make some money off of. So, mm-hmm. video That's games, possible. yeah. So now, does that excuse them? No, but I don't think that it's such a. I think sometimes we get into arguments because you come down to this point of like, it seems very dire, like, oh, they got to do this or it's not going to last forever and all this stuff. And that's my uh, interpretation of it. Well, I'm sorry if I come off too much like that. I am a very dramatic person and I'm also ramping it up to make good podcasting sounds instead of being like, yeah, it's fine. Like I like, I draw attention to headlines and these are headlines, you know, I like fighting with you because at the end of the day, we want the same thing. You know, yeah. it went better. I last want time. a good wrestling show. I am not a WWE mark that wants AEW <laughs> to die. I like wrestling. I like turning in for dynamite and seeing a good show. That's like, that's good. You know, this looks good. I want competition. Com- I wish they would go fucking head to head on, on shows. Cause I miss head to head wrestling when it used to, mm-hmm. you couldn't put out a show. Makes everybody better. You couldn't put out a show on Friday night where your goddamn universal champion is not on the fucking show, but you can do that when there's no head-to-head competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, I want it. I want it. I want. I miss. I used to love. Back in the day, people used to fight over Nitro and Raw, and I loved both. Yeah. NWO shirts and DX shirts. You know, like I. I was up to like three in the morning every Monday making sure yeah, I watched both. I love it. I like wrestling. I like competition. I want to see it work. My well, pattern was I'd watch the first hour of Nitro, then watch Raw live, and then watch the rebroadcast of Nitro. Yeah, I yep. used to put two TVs side by side with with a hacked cable system so I could watch both of them <laughs> right next to each other. It was great. Yeah. Well, you would say, "Oh, mute that shit. Turn turn that one up." Oh wait, all right. Uh, now Shawn Michaels is talking. Mute Disco Inferno. Turn that one. Turn Raw up. You know, watch them both. It's I true. went back and looked at the Monday Night Wars, the ratings head to head. I mean, it's so crazy. Like when you see head to head here, and they used to talk about AW and NXT, and it was eight hundred thousand and nine hundred thousand. Like there's days where Raw and Nitro on a Monday was six point six million for Raw and <laughs> seven point nine million for Nitro. Yeah. Like where did all of those fucking wrestling fans go? They all grew up and stopped watching wrestling. Yeah, it stopped being cool. It's nowhere yeah. near now what it was. And the thing about it was, like, when when Raw and Nitro first started, like, one of Raw's earlier numbers was, like, a Raw number now. It was, like, 
1.5, and then there was a 2.1. But as soon as they started head-to-head and they got into, like, the war, it was seven nines versus eight eights and sixes and sevens. It's like, holy shit, like, millions, a million, like, 13 million people watching wrestling on a Monday night split between two shows. Yeah. You'd never see that nowadays. Because there's so many options now. There's so much other shit on TV. You're watching Netflix, YouTube, ear licking, uh, Mm -hmm. Twitch, and uh, uh, all this other horse shit that's on TV to watch now compared to like everybody watching wrestling where you got all your entertainment. (laughs) True, though. I mean, there's so many shit that Americans watch now because they're so fucking bored that's not like actual Mm -hmm. entertainment anymore. But it's just crazy to see those numbers. Yeah. That was also at the infancy of the internet, too. Yeah. Huge numbers. Craziness. So there you go. That's wrestling for the week. (laughs) I'm going to... Please like, share, subscribe, invite, and tell your friends. Have a great evening. Later. Later.